Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports School at Arona. This week we talked to one of our Dutch midfielders about Brahma, discussed the 2-1 loss to Perth Glory and look forward to the home game against Victory. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. Alright, walkout song. This is probably uh, Morrow. Definitely Morrow's time. Name of the song is Breaking Up is Hard to Do. Yeah, who's breaking up? Is this about how the Mariners constantly stretch our relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. Hmm. Focus on the first word. Who's the band? It's Neil Sedaka. Who? Breaking. <clears throat> so are you saying that Ronald Vargas's ankle broke up with his the rest of his ankle? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we shouldn't laugh. It's a terrible injury. Oh my oh. god. Yes. You're you're a psychopath. Mm. Aggressive, but I'll allow mm. it. Yeah, it wasn't good, was it? Oh. No. Apparently his bone was sticking out of his sock, so that's not very good. I'm still trying to come to terms with how you dislocate your ankle but also break it at the same time. It was almost like the basketball player a few days ago that did pretty much the same thing, going up for a, going up for a rebound and just collapsed on him. So it looks pretty bad. Yeah, so it's uh, left the... Newcastle team a bit shaken and um, sort of reminiscent of Storm Roos injury as well. So very we all, ha- um, we all have the same opinion of Newcastle, but he looked like mm. pretty good player for him. Yeah, he's a scummer, but I definitely don't wish that on anyone. Um, and it very well could be could be their season because he was going to be so important for them, mm. and he'll be out um, probably until around finals time. Apparently, I read today, but now they've got to try and make the finals without him. So that's going to be tough. They're going to have to find a replacement as well, I think. Yeah, depending on the, depending on the insurance thing, I don't exactly know how that works, but they could possibly replace him and not yeah. have to fork out any more money. Yeah, so if they that, get paid out for his yeah. um, his wages, yeah. Yeah, so that is, that is good news for them. Um, but yeah, he was looking like a very good player. And poor Matt McKay, I think he felt like it was sort of, he was somehow at fault, but I don't think there wasn't, much you no. could do it. it was it looked like it had actually happened before they sort of made contact yeah. it just looked like his foot or ankle just buckled in the turf that's what happens when you dive in like that yeah he did yeah and i think it didn't help that the wallabies played on that pitch the night before which made it all shitty um but yeah not good it's been a while since probably storm's injury was the last time we saw and I'll admit I was looking forward to seeing him play some more because he was good and insurance or not, they're not going to find somebody that fits that well and that quickly, I don't no. think. Not know, this time he was pretty season. much he was pretty much quality from the first time he got the ball in the first game. Mm. So real shame. Other news, Brucia is an official handler, much like Griffith well, not much like Griffiths. But uh, yeah, a few years ago we saw Griffiths not get anything for it. This time the uh, match review panel are looking at Brucia for sort of pushing away the official. It didn't look like much, but, you know, you can't touch the official, even though the official was touching him. Yeah, so. yeah that's what I'm... I, d- I don't think refs or officials should get involved in player 
scuffles. The fourth official just should have stood where they just, he always yeah. should stand, basically. Just observe. They just need to leave it, and then whatever happens at the end of it, you punish whoever needs to be punished. You don't need to get involved, because that's what's going to happen. You've got professional athletes that are well fired up, and then that's the outcome. Obviously, still shouldn't have done it. They know the rules. It's got nothing to do with officials. The officials, if you want to make rules about the officials, don't touch the players. Make rules about it. If you want to cite the official, cite the official. But Barisha touched the official and that's not yeah. legitimate. Well, he sort of just brushed him off, didn't he? He didn't like push him away like uh, Ronaldo One angle did. looks worse than yeah. the other. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. But it's, it's still weird to me But that the ref confirmed that he gave him a yellow for pushing him. So he's seen him push a fourth official but not given a straight red. Well, it should have been yellow for the tackle. <clears throat> yeah, and then he's not going to give him a card for trying to throw bloody Elsie halfway to Perth. Yeah. Like, and I, I, think, I think this is what's wrong with this decision, that there was plenty of talk when the MRP uh, information came out about the fact that the yellow was for the Elsie tackle, whereas yeah. the day before it was about the fact that it was for the fourth official touching and... Uh, which is it? We should get a yellow for both and been sent off. So That's either, what I would have done if I was a ref. So either the MRP is making it up as they're going along and uh, going to apparently talk about an issue that's already been punished. Mate, the whole FFA are making it up as they go along. Well, I suppose there's some, a level of consistency then, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. I reckon you get two weeks. Yep, they're making up a lot of things. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Mariners Academy is now rated as two stars. What that means, we don't know. How do we get to three? I don't know. <laughs> But we think it's good. <laughs> we, th- we think it's good because... Uh, if it's two out of five, is it really that good? Yeah, I've asked the question well, of uh, Ken Tremby, but he hasn't got back to me yet, so... Well, we're one of only three three clubs in the country that has it, so it must be all right. Who are the other be. two? Can't be half decent. The Wanderers in Sydney, apparently. Oh. So, and uh, given that we've got a tenth of either of their populations, then we're doing all right, we're, you know? Yeah, it's good. I thought we'd always struggle when Sydney and Wanderers got their academies up and running and we have a little bit but not to the extent that I thought we would obviously Sydney's taken off and they've been promoted and everything but we're still holding our own which is I think good for the future more news on the academy uh, looks like they're going to be looking for a new home probably here at um, Centre of Excellence um, as Central Coast United owned by Soccer Fives owner John Smith um, takes, takes roots at uh, Plume Park they're looking for players to play in their all their teams. Um, looks like the qualification you have to be born and bred Central Coast. Good. Under forty nine. Nothing wrong with that. Under forty nine. <laughs> well, I'm forty nine. <laughs> Good luck. With I that, saw mate. on on social media that age is just a number. So you know, my number's forty nine. I saw somebody else saying very similar thing. The only thing I'm worried about is could possibly dilute both teams in the younger grades. It's a concern, definitely. We, we know that Rego for Central Coast United is more expensive than the Mariners Academy. But it's a full-year program. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, it's hard enough having only one academy on the coast without having the talent sort of get spread um, now that we've got two. And now that there's no age restrictions or anything like that, the players know that they can go there and stay there for a lot longer rather than go into the Mariners Academy and then have to jump back out. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, but we've got... Uh, my anecdotes suggest that there's a number of kids trialling um, from Sydney and that suggests that there's plenty of talent overflowing from the Sydney 
options and that's that's not a bad thing that just means there's more places for young players to be developed and I can't see how that's a bad thing I don't like the fee bit and I don't like any aspect of it that is a profit making venture um, but uh, I do like the fact that um, there's more places up here and more options we've got a variety of ways that kids can get into football up here and get better technical coaching than any of us could have dreamt about when we were kids and that can only be a good thing surely It'll so be interesting but because New South Wales football are working with the Mariners Academy and Central Coast United to try and have alternate home games yeah, at I'll, Plume. I'd love to see them both play at Plume. Yeah. That's well, I'm, I'm thinking because you can't play at the Centre of Excellence because there's no lights. Exactly. Unless you play there's the no afternoon. stands. Yeah. Exactly. So the only thing I'm thinking of is that eventually the Mariners Academy, unless they do up the Centre of Excellence in the next year or so, they could maybe play... Mm-hmm out of that new facility that they're building. Um, yeah, there's, the there's going to be 10 area. fields over there, so I don't know if one yeah. of them is going to be like a premier field with a miniature stadium or not. We're going to have to mm. sort of look into that. Interesting. We're going to try and talk to maybe Dean Affin soon about it. Um, yeah, so Central Coast United are going to be playing in the fourth division. So you've got um, MPL 1, MPL 2, which is where Academy is, MPL 3, and then the fourth division, which is State League. Um, they should win that and come up into MPL 3. So anyway... Precluding our game on the weekend, there's going to be a band at the northwest uh, side, so up near the railway, playing pink songs for the pink day. Uh, they're going to do a couple of sets, apparently. So I don't know many pink songs, but they should be good. Don't yeah. mind a bit of pink during so the game, or no pre-game, mate. pre-game. Yep. Yes, okay. going to be a DJ set. No, Josh. No. And on the 10th, uh, the pink event for women has been moved back to the 10th of November. Um, other news, Ocon was approached but not actually approached. <laughs> well, that, that definitely caused a bit of a ruckus pre-game on Sunday, didn't it? Yeah. The, the mystery approach. Someone uh, leaking the info that Wanderers approached Ocon f- to take the job and it was disproved by a few sources. So people that worried about it, there's no need to worry. Yeah, it seems to be all shit. I don't know. I don't know who that covert agent is or whatever. But sometimes they are right. Sometimes they do come out with stuff, and then a few weeks later, it'll be true. But it seems like maybe an agent, obviously the covert agent, someone's um, lying. Yeah, someone's a bit just, salty. Yeah, getting some news out there that they obviously haven't got what they want or anything. So yeah, it's a bit interesting because I mean, Ocon is apparently on around one hundred and fifty thousand a year which is like loose change for coaches. Yeah. It's not a lot. Because well, Popovich was on 750. Yeah, wow. Like, that's insane. That was some so, of the most interesting info that came out, I thought, just yeah. to um, mm. put that into perspective. Um, and uh, the rumour was that the amount that the Western Sydney were offering wasn't that much more than the 150 he's getting now. Yeah, so. well, the article said they were going to offer him 200. Mm. So they're going to give him 500k less than Popper. Wow. Yeah. And I think it's more probably the lure that, you know, he's from Western Sydney and his son still plays at Marconi and as far as I know, he still lives in Western Sydney. So, but it's it's completely not right. And it's it, even if it, there was an approach, it, it's not the right move for him to make at the moment anyway. He hasn't proven himself at all. So why would you go from us to the Wanderers when... You've essentially done nothing. It's only three games into a season as well. Like, if this was coming out maybe at the back end of a season, that'd make a little bit more sense. But mm. when it's coming out three games into a new season, it just doesn't really make sense. Yeah, and if was and if he was out of contract, 
at the end of this season, maybe. Is but he's he not at the still end of next t- season. Still got two years to go. What so. about Charlesworth and his burn? Was that a good burn? That was a good burn. Yeah, I thought <laughs> it was Wrecked a good him. burn. Yeah, Wrecked Wrecked <laughs> Our club is good at burns. Yeah. They do burns he's, well. He's got that yeah. Arsene Wenger thing about him. He's got that those subtle burns in the in subtle burns in the press conferences, and Charles West come out with a pretty good burn. Do you want to quote more? Where's the quote? I kind of approach, but where's the quote? Just here, mate. If Don't you at read. some point he does move elsewhere to better himself, I expect it will be a bigger club than the Wanderers. Hmm. Okay, it is a bit ironic him saying that though. Just to I think that's the point. Yeah. Yes. He does he does have the odd good one liner here and there. Bit of ban- loves a bit of banter. Mr. Charlesworth. <laughs> Lay off the uh Minecraft stuff though, maybe. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Speaking of irony, Football Federation Australia has announced the establishment of a multicultural unit uh, and a new participation uh, participation program that looks to engage with multicultural communities across Australia. <laughs> Meanwhile, you, you couldn't even get through that without <laughs> laughing. I'm confused. Meanwhile, you're not allowed to bring the flag uh, of another country into an A-League game. It's hilarious. Mm. Yeah. That's strange. Really strange. They're cooked. They are seriously cooked. Yeah. Well, well they can be because at the moment there's not much chance of them being, you know... Voted out because they're, they're controlling the democracy still. So surely, for surely. A, for a game that needs multicultural people, there's not, not enough multicultural people playing. Football. No, we no. definitely need no. more ethnics in football. More foreigners, you reckon? <laughs> I think we've we, we need fo- to get them away from NRL and there's AFL. I reckon they're just yeah. too many Anglo's around. Mm. I want harder names to pronounce. <laughs> no more John Smiths. More Milos. Yeah. They're way too easy at the moment. Anyway, wow. under reviews. Our game, 2-1. Went ahead. Probably could have been 2-0 up. And then uh, we, we didn't sh- go ahead. Should have scored in the first <laughs> minute. We should have scored in the first minute. Yeah, first couple of minutes. Who got that wrong? Kirby or... Um, Bra- or uh, 50-50, I reckon. No, I reckon that if the pass had a little bit less on it, it would have been better. This was hotly he, debated, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah the club was hotly debated. I don't know if Azrabal read it wrong. Uh, I don't know. He probably could have slid and got that. 20 minutes yeah. before that, though, he was absolutely ripping every sinew to try and get to the he ball. He was flying. Yeah. And so it was almost as if, despite that, he just wasn't quite there and the ball yeah. was just a little bit too big. But then on the other hand, if you get your foot to it, it's hard to argue you shouldn't put that in the net. Yeah. It was a sitter. Know. He missed a sitter. It's like he let it run too far and he sort of let it go behind him just that a little bit and got mm. stuck under his foot. And yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't got the longest legs in the world. And I think we were saying this last week about our height and yeah. that. And he's small. <laughs> he's small for a number nine. How do you how, say it's only three games in? But what? what how, how would you rate him against other strikers we've had? Because let's be honest, we haven't had a a good collection of prolific strikers over the years. Probably haven't had a great striker since McBreen. I like him. But even then, McBreen wasn't an out-and-out striker. It was, we played more of a false nine then, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. I like him because he's busy and uh, he mm. doesn't, uh, you know, stay at the last man and uh, just play that own, that game only. He comes to the ball and he gets himself involved in the play. I like the fact that uh, some European players from his homeland come with reputations for falling down easily and uh, injuries being worse than they are. But even though there's, you know, maybe been the odd uh, sniff of him 
Um, it's definitely be, been a couple of times. Not being as injured as he might be, then I think he's been pretty tough. And, not, and uh, there was a pre-season game where somebody gave him a good boot. Was it Wellington who... Yeah, it was, a, it was yeah. a friendly, wasn't it? Where they, yeah, someone, I think Wellington yeah. defender, went in on him pretty hard. And he was tough, and I like that. So, um, and after that, he's put in two goals in three games. Um, I play up front myself, and that is enough to keep the boys under control and happy, surely. I think, like him and the rest of the team, we start games really well, and then we just fade away at the end. His yellow card for interrupting the goal kick, what was that about? Like, why the hell. Ready didn't, sort of didn't Ready just kick it straight to him or yeah, yeah. he, didn't let the he ball was out in the, the box, box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he blocked it so. and yeah. then um, yeah so Ready left the knee in in on him as well, well what, what? A, what a surprise for Jeez, him he, and, um, he wouldn't dare and I'm then Astrobull apologised to him <laughs> no one told him about no, the translation ready. for dickhead must have <laughs> gone over well <laughs> well what's the point of We're Ready, have ready having a go at him if he can't even speak English still exactly we've got to talk to Barrow about that translating he needs to get that word. Translated correctly. <laughs> um, no, I really like him. I think, like you said, Aaron, his work rate. And I think a few of us were speaking about this when we were watching the game was that Roy gave the illusion that he worked hard, but he never really he didn't win the ball back that much or anything, but he sort of did a lot of running around. But when you watched Ajdabal on the weekend, I think he won the ball back probably three or four times because he's smarter about when he goes to press the player and that he's just, he when he goes and does the press, he does it with another teammate. Like, he's not just sort of on his own running around like an idiot. So He's pretty quick off the mark too, isn't he? Like, that's really how quick. defenders sort of get caught out because he's shutting them down pretty well. Yeah, so I think we're creating the chances, but like any striker that comes into the league, it's going to take them time to get sort of used to it. But Apia, he could have easily had a double, Ajdabal, thanks to Apia, after about five minutes. Yep. But we didn't. Now, Josh, you mentioned uh, defenders getting caught out. What's wrong with our back line? Can we stop playing a high line, please? Well, oh. if we're going to press like we do early on in the game, then yes, you play the high line. Yeah. But then if your top half stops pressing, then... Uh, why are we playing a high line when we're 1-0 up? I don't, just, I don't understand that. Uh, well, as we discussed, we could have been 2-0 up. Is, is this Ocon's tactics well, or if you is keep, it the defenders? If you keep pressing, then you can get more goals, is a theory. But, yeah. but yeah, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he's thinking, look, if we score three, you know. You can't play a high two. line against a pacey striker like Taggart because he's going to take advantage and both Keo and Taggart took advantage of the high line getting through and scoring goals. I don't really see And both it that of their way, goals though. shouldn't happen. I don't think it's so much about the attacking uh, players uh, that are receiving the ball, but situations where we don't have pressure on the man with the ball who's going to play that ball. And mm. the best example on the weekend to me was when Reddy made the pass to target. You can't have persistent pressure on the goalkeeper. So therefore, you can't defend high. That's what I'm saying. So the first 20 minutes you press and you press, you get maybe one, two goals like we should have. And then you drop off. So players have got to recognise when is the time to yes. make the line high and when is the time to back it off a couple of yards. And in the case of the ready ball, if we had backed up two yards, I think there would have been a couple of us who could have caught that. Instead, one of us was a little lazy and kept the guy on side and, and the rest is history. The, re- the other three were playing the high line and uh, you can't do that with no pressure on the ball. The other goal... Or there were other situations in the game where the same thing happens. We're playing a really compact game, so there's no distance between their back four and our back four at all. If we don't have pressure on their back four, any member of their back four who's got the ball, they are going to look to go over the top of us 
Um, if we've got pressure on the ball, we can at least limit the quality of the pass that's going to the targets and going to the Keos of this world and hopefully put enough pressure on the ball to have those balls go a bit wider than they want them or not directly to them or at least not allow them to do what, what uh, they were able to do on the weekend and just take full advantage. When, when you're getting caught... So, OK, they, Perth had a lot of offsides in a row. There are a couple that went through. When that starts happening, it's when you go, okay, let's drop back a bit because one of them, one of the offsides here, isn't going to be offside, and they're going to be in one on one. It's true. It's not. I think um, not even one on one. They're playing to the wide channels there, where our two, our left back and right back, are pushed up high, not drop back when they can see that one of their fullbacks has got the ball and ready to ping it forward. And there's just those two massive channels. And what happens is, so, so one of their players will run down the wing, and then the because our right back, so the opposite side, I should say, has, is so far up, they're not they can't pick up their other striker, who's open. No, so they've got to recognise yeah. that situation where there isn't pressure on the ball. It's a real decision making thing, which is why I don't like people say it's about the players making the decisions. There is well enough experience in that back four to make the right decisions. Mm. I was about to say it, it might sound harsh to call it stupid defending but it just is stupid defending for the back four that we have like Storm's experienced enough Rosie's like experienced Storm's, enough Storm's yeah. the only one with pace like Bar- yeah. Golic does show a little bit of pace at times Barrow doesn't really seem to be that quick Rose isn't that quick so why play a high line well it's like their decision to play high is set in stone yeah and they, they that's what it looks like they can't sort of mould they can't sort of, I don't know, change that... That tactic of having the, the, the high, the fullbacks being high up the pitch, inverted wingers trying to get on the attack, where, but there's always all that space in behind on the counter when That's we're what I was try, say. trying it to defend. seems to be even when you're 1-0 up away in Perth that the game plan doesn't adapt yeah. to well, the situation. Even if you forget about the scoreline, if you just look at what the other team are doing... Mm. And what they're doing that very second, you can read the game. Good fullbacks and good backs will read the game and know where they need to be. Teams are figuring this out quick. When they can and when they can't. I don't see it as a tactical move. As far as I'm concerned, the press goes with the high line. But if you're not pressing, you can't have a high line. Mm. And that's what's happening after a while. We're not fit enough and nobody's fit enough to press for 90 minutes. So when we're not pressing, we have to make the right decisions. And that goes to what you're saying, Jimmy, that the back four have to recognise that right now we're not pressing because we can't. Brahma touches on it in that interview later, um, that that, uh, they need to know... Uh, when and when not to make the right decision and uh, if there's no pressure on the ball it starts at the front our mm. you know front end need to defend if they're not able to defend because they're out of puff now's not the time to have a high line yeah and or i mean that that first goal that perth scored when Liam Reddy has the ball he's outside his 18 yard box and there's Connor Payne Josh Bingham and De Silva all standing pretty much next to each other about 15 meters away from him no pressure. no no pressure on the ball Easy to it make just, a good pass. Yeah, it just makes life easy. And that's probably down to probably a bit of inexperience on Binger's behalf as well. It maybe is, but that particular situation, I don't, I'm not a believer that you can maintain pressure on the goalkeeper uh, over any period of time. You can no. put pressure on him for a moment, but yeah. you can't keep pressure on him. That's where the back four have to drop off. Always. So if the ball's with the goalkeeper, in my opinion, that's, that's the time when they need to take two steps backwards and make sure they've got their... Um, attackers covered. We so were discussing at the club how we've got plan A, 
But once plan A isn't working, we don't seem to have a plan B. Like, what's our plan B? We don't know because plan A isn't working. So what do we do? We don't know. It's, do you think the players maybe look confused once plan A isn't working? Sort of trying to figure out what, what they're doing? The issue is is that after three games and not a win, where we've been up in all three games, they're going to yeah. subconsciously probably start to doubt that the plan we have will work. Well, it's just, well it, it does work. It works for the first 20 yeah. minutes. It's, it, we, we start games. like All, well, our, all of our goals, besides the one, that one to silver goal, has been in the first half. See, what's, what's, I've said this before. What Sydney used to do is just press and press and press for 20 minutes, and then the next 20 minutes they completely back off and they... They, they picked the just, right time to yeah, do it. Yeah. They, what's the word I'm trying to think of? They just completely fill out their own half. Mm. You can't get through. It's like a blockade. Yeah. And then once they've rested again, they press. Are you talking last year, Sydney? Yes. Yeah. yeah like, what, if you go back and watch our away game there last year, that's what they did to us. We thought, oh, we're getting on and top all the, here. And all the possession that we had, and they had one, they they get the ball back with the one chance, and they'd score. We they let us have the possession not for even twenty countering. minutes, not even not even with the counter, and then the press. There was about a twenty minute period there. Where, well, we we were talking amongst ourselves. Oh, we're getting getting on top here, but we weren't. It just seemed that they way because like we way. had the ball. Yeah, Sydney compressed in their half, completely shut out anything we could do. They rested, and then they went again. Yeah, like we were pretty lucky on the weekends, and not probably be level or down at half time really because the last 15 to 20 minutes of that first half Take it, Mr. Sitter. Perth were all over us and it was like we were still trying to do the press but we were just running around in circles yeah we just everyone just looked lost it's like we're still trying to stick to the game plan stick to the game plan but it just was not working and we everyone just looked like they had no idea I felt Perth, as if we were yeah. the better team over 20 minutes but Perth were the better side yeah in the 70 minutes after. and then, But then I think the same thing happened in the second half too when we came out. I thought we were good for the first 20 or so minutes. And then after that, it was the exact same thing. We were just still trying to do the game plan, but it just we just weren't doing it well enough. And mm. Perth went, well, we're going to just run around you. Yeah, I, I guess all they could do is possibly drop uh, Hiarie or Brahma into that back line just to sit in between the two defenders, centre-backs, make it sort of a five-back and then just get your team just to drop a little bit more to sit in front of there, shut up all the um, possible channels for through balls mm. onto Tagger and whoever else is running up front. Just shut it down for a while, let them have the ball. Uh, you know, Possession is is good, yes, but... You know, if you're stopping them doing what they want when they've got the ball, if you're making them keep it in their half or around halfway, it's not a problem. No. What do they say? Possession is nine-tenths of the game or nine-tenths the law of the game or whatever. It's good that we have the possession, but it's that one-tenth that we're just not doing that well. I mean, the, the game plan's not hard to work out. It's nothing yeah. revolutionary. It's, uh, you know, you could you don't have to be that experienced to work it out and sort of work your way around it. But it's it's high risk, but also high reward. And we've copped both ends of that, I think, so far. We've seen what we can do with the ball and the amount of chances that we create and a couple of the goals that we've scored. But then the risk is what we've copped, especially against Newcastle. And then against the Wanderers, and then the same thing on the weekend. Well, so the thing is, we've conceded nine goals in three games, which is 
nowhere near good enough. No so there's something that's a little the problem. deja vu about this and the Brisbane team that ended up all conquering um, and started out a season like horror mm. and uh, were treated accordingly in similar comments from memory. But I'm not suggesting we're about to set the world on fire, but I there's no doubt that for the 40 minutes that the um, press and uh, possession game is played, we are dominating all of that time and what I think we need to do is add 10 minutes to that fitness-wise and put 30, the other 30 minutes into a more holding game plan mm. um, that gives us the rest. And so I must, I'd much rather be in that position where we've got some defensive work to do to sort that part of the game out, which should be the minority of the game. Uh, and we've got good quality happening at the other end because uh, I think that, that when we're more successful with scoring, had we scored the Astrobal goal early and the subsequent goal, I think we would have won the match. And also, Bingham missed a pretty good opportunity in stoppage time. Which yeah, it was, was a bit unfortunate. Yeah. He didn't know where the ball was and it suddenly appeared in his shin. Yeah, and need, what is it like, needed out. The, the thing about that Brisbane team is that they managed to rest while they had the ball. Not during the first three games that after no, Ange no, no, no. took over. In fact, it took them quite a long time and we wrote them off the way we're writing ourselves off or others are no, writing No, no, I'm saying, yeah, later when they got more successful, yeah, that they managed to rest while they had the ball. Yes. Which was just made them I, utterly dominant. I, well, I can't believe you're comparing us to Ange's Raw, mate. What are you on? Because <laughs> I want some. Did you listen to the rest <laughs> of my comments or did you just pick out three words from two paragraphs? I, I just picked it out because I wanted to make fun Josh, of you. how old are you? Yeah, you nice. had your birthday yesterday. How old are you now? Oh, a bit old. <laughs> 23. Don't say you're a bit old, but Aaron's sitting just there. <laughs> My daughters are older. That was the point. Actually, no, one of them's not. No, I think I think we'll be fine, but the worry for me is, is that in two weeks, if we still don't have a win, that's when the players will start to doubt the game plan. Yeah. And that's when it and will the, start. And the fans in. will start and the getting fans on their will back. Start too. Yeah, I think it, it's there. There's just little changes and little things that need to be done. Just There's a lot it. of things that are good. De Silva on the ball is very good. Like the our attack is decent, I'd say. Like we've got oh, uh, we've overall, got good quality good. in attack. It's just defence. Just the defence is just not good. Yeah. I don't know. It, it seems like there needs to be like not even a plan B, but like a plan A point one or something. Yeah, it I, needs to I be. It needs to be when plan A works, we go to this. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I think uh, I'm just going to do a quick shout-out to James Walker. He summarised it perfectly. If you're a FIFA fan, Perth used L2 plus triangle. It was effective. I'm also going to mention to him, uh, just a reminder that Aaron Moy scored against Man U. That one's just for you, James. (laughs) It was a good goal too. Yes. Cracking goal. You salty about that, mate? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Adelaide, Melbourne victory. Vince Lear, what the hell was that? He's two his, two yeah. bombs. He only scores crackers, doesn't he? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he does. Other than Vince Leo's two goals, the other big talking point was obviously Barisha having a shove of the fourth official. Yeah, we mentioned that before, though. Uh, and Austin somehow managed to get a goal. As soon as I post a tweet about on a hate tweet about him, he scores like two minutes later. I'm yeah. like, oh, of course he did. Still can't cross though. But the it was snake. luck. It was bloody luck, wasn't it? The ball just sort of happened Fell to just fall right in front of his <laughs> right boot. And he was like, thank you. I'll put that in the far corner. The snake with his right foot. I mean, He loved it too. He even mentioned that in the post-game interview. Oh, right foot, mate. I mean, did he? Right foot, mate. 
Well, the can't bloke. use his left. <laughs> He's left footed, mate. Can't I mean, the bloke that had to email all the clubs in the A League just to get another gig scores two absolute worldies. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. Yeah, Adelaide took a chance on him and it's starting to pay off. Yeah, I mean, Adelaide should have won that game. I think victory, victory is still pretty average. Yeah, I, I think agree. Adelaide, I've got them as my dark horse this year. I think they've got a lot of new players and when they start to gel a bit more... Absalonson very, is yeah. Absalonson good. He's a gun. Also, I think, the best name in the league. But Absolutely. That'll be very good. Right, uh, Melbourne City, Wellington. I didn't see much of a game. It was, only, it, was only a one, it was only a one nil, so it couldn't have been anything special. It was was it McCormack Actually, no, I did free kick? Wellington, I think, were unlucky again. Yeah, I think Wellington probably deserved at least a point. They did take it their chances, but City did. Yeah, they were certainly decent, but uh, City they're, they're looking pretty ominous, actually. Yes, uh, Sydney Derby two two. You're not saying the scores, mate. What if people don't know the scores? Sorry, two two. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly disappointed in Sydney so far this year, to be honest. They look a bit... They're letting goals in like yeah, they did Yeah, they're not all conquering. Yeah, they? Vukovic is gone and Redmayne is in goals. That's that's the difference right there for yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know. And they'll miss a Mizoevsky on the on the on one of the wings. I know, so but he doesn't defend a lot, and he's, so it's probably not him who, who let those goals in. Carney penalty? The Carney penalty. That's I a, think that's a pen. Yeah, it was a pen. Yep. If How's that's the irony from the Wanderers fans. That's though? how. That's how. That's how they got a pen against us. Yeah, it was exactly. basically the same thing. Yeah. He milked that yeah. so bad. Did you see? Did you see the slow mo? He sort of he, he had a look over his yeah. shoulder and saw um, Heard coming, and yeah. he was just like bracing himself for the contact. Yeah, he's backed yeah. in. Yeah, not so much backed into him, but like backed. It off was the experience. Just, it was yeah. ex- it was his experience for sure. But how similar was it to the Bonavasia versus Brahma? Penalty how about how about Matty Simon? No, different. Rubbish. No way. St- different. He, he moves in front of the ball and gets no cleaned way. up by a moving it's completely player. different. They've oh, both Aaron. same they've, action. They've both done a hutcho. That's what they've done. Exactly. They've both been touched from behind yeah. and ta- and gone down. <laughs> and then Wanderers fans has the hide to complain about it when they got one exactly the same the week before. Yeah. Can, can we talk about how Matty Simon should have scored the winner? Imagine how that. good was that chance? I, he, it was easier to put that. Into the net than to miss it, and I don't know how he's missed it. A header from six and yards out. Brosk had just gone off too. I know, which is what I find funny. What's he scored? Like one goal in about twenty. Two go- games. the two goals against us in the season we don't ever want to talk about ever again. I think it was our room. last, the last goals he scored in the A League. Anyway, Sunday uh, Brisbane Newcastle. Well, Brisbane. A lost, the, lost, lost. Uh, what two point? Uh, lost a point because Spare. of the VAR decision. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the first time the VAR has disallowed a goal in the A League because I can't remember another one that's happened. So lots so. of lots of people were <coughs> complaining about this, but it was the right call. It's the right call. Well, based on the rules, it's the right call. It's whether or not you like the rules or not. The Good. rules are that in the in the play, the going forward play overall, the, the all the way back to the original possession, and their bloke possessed it just before the offside. So therefore, it's within the rules, and all mm. that bullshit that um, Aloisi was suggesting, it's totally how it's written. So yeah. not understanding, I don't know how um, they got it right, and don't mistake my support for that getting it right for support for the VAR. Video refereeing of any type out. Yeah, it's how we got there in the end. That's frustrating. It, 
took Mate. way too long. They could have done that within a minute and a half, not I'm, the three or four minutes yeah, it took. I'm jack of the McDonald's breaks during the game. It's annoying. Every yeah. game we have to put up with these little little it bloody It does its job, though, because across. straight after I'm like, oh, I need Maccas for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> But six times we've had to wait 30 seconds to two minutes while they fiddled around and drew pictures with their fingers and televisions. And, well, didn't they learn from the NRL that it's a ridiculous Old man yells at cloud. Hmm? <laughs> huh? uh, last thing, we went down to the Leagues Club uh, to watch the game. Um, it was good of them. They put it on all four TVs. Decent numbers down there. The only thing I would suggest is that they get some shorter furniture. <laughs> Honestly, they've got the TAB, the tall stools and the tall tables right in front of the TVs. It just doesn't work. Um, It'd be good if they put a couple of lounges in. <clears throat> Not even lounges, just little, like, seriously. Chairs. Just yeah. Chairs, yeah, chairs, of, chairs and tables. A couple of small tables here and there, just put your drink on or whatever. Yeah. Honestly, like, go back to the Star Bar days. It was epic. You had a big, big screen. And then the screen was above everyone else. Everyone was just sitting in, like, short chairs... You could fit 80 people in there easy, and everyone could see. Uh, this, you got a 60, I'm guessing it's a 60-inch TV, and, you know, you're sitting a whole room away in From some cases. TV, yeah. So, yeah, other than that, it, it was good. Um, just just the furniture. That's the only thing I'm going to complain about. Beverages were good, yeah? Beverages were good. Yeah. The apple cider tasted a bit weird. Yeah. That's Summersby fault, though, I guess. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, on to the Vout Brahma interview. All right, we're joined by Vout Brahma. How are you, mate? I'm really fine. The weather is good today, so uh, unfortunately we didn't win this weekend, so that's, uh, that's a pity, but uh, after long travel we at home, so uh, quite a relaxed day. Speaking of the Perth game, um, we heard that there were travelling issues. Can you fill us in on those issues? Uh, well, the bus didn't work on, the, on our way back, and then uh, on the home flight we um, we arrived a little late. So um, yeah, that's a, a little problem. For me, it's not a big problem, but um, yeah, there were some issues. But yeah, on the nothing, way back as nothing well, easy, nothing really worse. Yeah, way back the the bus <laughs> didn't. Uh, <laughs> we went off, so oh, we had lovely. to step out and, and went with the taxi uh, uh, to the, to the airport. But no so big issues, just uh, just small problems. What Nothing. about traveling to the game? Uh, it was a, was a long trip, so uh, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, we uh, we fly. I think um, twelve o'clock. Uh, right. so and we arrived very time? late because we're three hour difference. So uh, yeah, yeah, that makes it that makes it a little harder. But yeah, we knew we knew it up front, so um, yeah, nothing to complain about. Do you feel it impacted the game at all? Yeah, I think it's like uh, like I play European games in Holland. It's quite the same. So we travel one day uh, up front. We train at uh, their ground. Then next uh, next day is a game. Uh, only difference is that uh, we played in uh, in the afternoon instead of uh, uh, of later at uh, that day. So normally in Holland we played in at the evening, like eight or nine o'clock, and this was at four o'clock. So uh, it makes a little difference, and there was a time difference too. And in Europe, there's not a lot of time difference, so that makes it a little bit harder. But um, yeah, okay, yeah, we have to deal with it. So outside of the result on the weekend, you got man of the match, and you also scored a cracking goal. Uh, is it a relief to get off the mark, nice and early? Well, in Holland, I didn't score a lot of goals, so um, 
I think my average was one every season, so hopefully we will get better <laughs> than that this year. <laughs> and I already scored two in pre-season, so that was, uh, that was already a big relief. But um, yeah, being there as a match, uh, for me, it's not a, not a big thing. It's... Um, uh, as long as we don't win, I don't care about man of the match or whatever. It's individual prizes. I don't care about individual prizes. I want team prizes. Uh, so Paolo uh, sort of gave us the impression he was a little bit surprised to get you signed down here. What was it about the country and the club that, well, what was the biggest reason that you said yes? Uh, for the adventure. I already played uh, for 12 years in Holland. And um, for a long time at my um, grassroots club, uh, FC Twente. And um, I won there uh, a lot of things. And I was I was playing for a very long time in Holland. So I, we, my girl and uh, my girlfriend and, and me, were looking for a new adventure. And Australia, I think, it's, um, it's a way of life we really like. Um, it's, it's quite relaxed, good weather. Um, Central Coast is really fine for us. So that's why um, we decided to go here when the opportunity was there. Do you know how uh, hot it gets in summer? Are you aware of that? <laughs> yes, we're aware of this. But uh, we didn't really uh, uh, thought about it before, but and we never experienced it. So we will see how we how we can how we can deal with that. And uh, as long as we are free, it's okay. But we also have to play games like uh, like it's 35 plus. So we'll see how we can cope with that uh, with that temperatures. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I think the cutoff is about what's what's the what's the FFA cutoff like thirty two. Yeah, it depends they, on humidity and yeah, all and then stuff, they have yeah. to push it back if it's over a certain amount. But if it's yeah, so we're playing the, thirty this year, we have seven o'clock um, Sunday night games, and that's to try and avoid. Um, well, we like to think it's tr- to try and avoid the three o'clock kickoff in forty degree heat. Yeah, uh, it's uh, that, that will help yeah. maybe. Yeah, it's oppressive for fans as well as the players. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, True. Vout, we know that uh, our friend Trent Sainsbury, former Mariner, gave you a little bit of advice. Um, what exact advice did our friend give you about our club? Uh, yeah, that's right. I um, I called him because I played with him in Holland and uh, I knew him very well. So um, uh, I knew he, uh, he became a champion here. So he was um, uh, the one person who can give me really good advice about this club. He was very positive about uh, living here, and uh, he also bought the apartment in Terrigal. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, he said it's a good good excuse to come back maybe later. I said, yeah, you're welcome all the time. So uh, maybe he will come back sooner or later to uh, to here. But um, yeah, he gave a very positive advice about this club. He said they only spoke really really good, and uh, he had a great time. Um, so yeah, it helps me helps me a lot to um, uh, get a, a better picture about this club. And I think all the things he said is um, is true. Uh, I like living here in the Central Coast. And the club is really good. Uh, people who work here really kind and nice to me. So um, that helps me uh, adapt sooner. Speaking of influences in your decision to join the club, how important was the presence of our other Dutch midfielder, Tom Hiarie, uh to your decision to come to Australia? Yeah, he is the second person I talked about, of course. And... Um, it's also easier because I can spoke in my my own language. But um, uh, he was already here for I think five or six weeks before I came here, so he can tell me everything about the, about the club too and um, uh, how the coaches, how the team players are, what's the style of playing. So that helps me helps me really really much, and um, yeah, we can get along good with each other. Uh, the girlfriends too. So it's nice to have a have a, have a fellow Dutchman here in uh, in Australia, and it helps um, helps it just also. 
So it was reported that there was a clause in your contract when you were over in Holland that if an offer came from overseas that you could mm-hmm. um, that you could accept it. Can you talk us through how that sort of actually came about? Uh, well, in my former club, um, Bexwell, I also had it because um, I want to be in charge if, if a club comes. Uh, I want to say yes or no. And um, most of the times in football, you see that the club can um, uh, decline or I don't know how to say it, can reject an offer from another club. And uh, in this particular case, from Zwolle to Utrecht in uh, last January, I went free to Utrecht, and now I got the same clause to um, uh, to get f- uh, free transfer overseas. So um, uh, that's uh, how I um, put together my contracts because yeah, I had a dream to uh, to go overseas, to play um, uh, overseas, to uh, experience another country, another uh, style of playing. So that's what I, I want to achieve in life, uh, more than just Holland and experience that. So that's why I put it in my contract, and uh, it worked out really well because that's why I came in. Uh, you've had a long career already, and uh, was it the first time you've played out of Holland now with us? Um, talk us through some of your finest footballing moments. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I think the best one is to be became champion in Holland with uh, with the club I started when I was 12 years in the youth academy. And then when I was 24 in 2010, uh, I became champion for the first time in history. So uh, I think that moment will never be any better in, in the rest of my career. And um, yeah, that's the best thing about, uh, uh, best experience thing about my career, I think. So we've started this season with a bit of mixed form and uh, you indicated after the last match that you think we might have a little bit of work to do defensively if we want to succeed. How confident are you in the coach's plan and that we're heading in the right direction? What do you think we need to do to get it right? I'm really confident. Uh, The the way of uh, playing football and this coach, the ideas he had about football are, um, uh, are really good. We play well. Um, but the times we play well in the in the game, we have to extend it, and uh, it's too short to uh, for now to win games. But I think uh, the way we are improving, it's um, uh, it will be, it will come. The points will come because every game we start well. Uh, we are up front uh, twice against Western Sydney, against Newcastle, and also against uh, Perth. But then we can't execute uh, and and kill the game, so we have a problem with that. And then um, uh, if people play really physical and yeah, sometimes we have some issues with the, with the long balls. We have to talk uh, talk about that and improve with that. But if we do that, then um, yeah, I think we have a really good uh, style of football and, and we can kill the opponent with that. So you mentioned uh, dealing with the long balls. There. You've commented on the weekend about our inability to defend with a high line. Um, mm-hmm. Is it part of the game plan and or is it more of a players on the pitch sort of deciding how far they go up and when they come back or if they're not meant to come back? Um, is that sort uh, well, of plan? Or yeah, what? it's hard to explain. Of course, it's part of the plan to stay up uh, with a high line and be compact and give a high pressure. But at moments, it's you cannot do that all the, uh, during the whole game. Um, so we have to improve with that. Uh, every week, we will be better with that. And um, uh, it's, it's hard to defend like this and to play like this. It's easier to defend on your own half and uh, and just stay there and counter attack. But that that's not how we want to play. We want to play half the ball and decide how how we want to play and be dominant in ball possession, but also in ball possession from the opponents. And that's a hard it's a hard uh, style to play. It's uh, a lot of effort. Um, you have to be really fit to do that, and we are. So uh, some little adjustments, and I think the results will come. It's just a matter of time.
Do you think that that high line dropping off a bit sooner um, when when it's looking like uh, the opponents might do the long ball, do you think them dropping off a bit sooner would help it? Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe it will help, but it's, it's, yeah, it's like it, it's a details, you know. You have to um, really see and we have to review the game in the, in the coming days to really see what was going wrong. And um, uh, I think it has to do uh, not only with the defense, also the attacking, uh, that's where it starts, with up front. And uh, if they don't have, give pressure on the ball, then it's also more easy to, to play the long balls and then they can give a free ball. And in the end, you, can, you cannot give uh, pressure 90 minutes. So, um, yeah, we have to see how we can um, uh, improve that, um, that thing in, in our games because it costs us a lot of chances against us. And, um, yeah, that's not, uh, that's not a good thing. But in the end, it's just, I think it's about some little, little detail. And, um, uh, if you can um, adjust that, I think, yeah, what I said, uh, the points will come and the results will come. So you've played three games so far, and it's a very long season ahead. But what have you thought of the standard of the A League so far? Has it surprised you? Um, no, not really surprised me. Um, it's not that I really followed the the league because I was uh, I was in Holland, of course. But uh, yeah, I know some things about the, about the clubs here, and um, uh, I was close to some other deals in Australia. So I'm since I think three years I'm uh, following the league a little bit. And um, no, I'm not really surprised. It's a, it's a physical uh, competition, uh, a lot of running, a lot of um, uh, goal scorers. It's a, it's a good competition, and um, I think um, the competition is improving every year. So uh, it's a good thing to experience some some different style of playing than than we uh, um, are used to in Holland. What do you think of the Mariners' facilities and headquarters uh, here at Tagra? Well, uh, it's a, kind of a little different than in Holland, but uh, I think it's good. Uh, everything what we need is there. And um, from what I've heard in, uh, from other guys, it's, um, it's even better than, um, than the rest of the league. And, um, yeah, except maybe uh, Melbourne City because they, um, they have a, a good um, facilities at the club because they are a rich club. But, An um, endless supply yeah, I think... of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what I was... So, uh, no, I think it's, it's pretty good. Uh, uh, all what we need is there, so uh, it's, uh, it's not, a, not a big issue for us to, to see that improve. Or, uh, um, they've told me that a couple of years ago there wasn't even a really big training centre and uh, the pitch was improving and everything is improving, so that's a, that's a good thing, yeah. So we play Melbourne Victory this weekend, uh, and they're a club who's also looking for their first win. Um, what do you think mm-hmm. we need to do against them and their attack? Uh, well, we played a preseason match against them, and of course, preseason matches are, are different than, than competition games. But um, uh, we won there at, uh, with two nil, and um, yeah, what we did was playing our own football, our own uh, football style. Our way of playing is to have the ball to be dominant and. Um, um, we want to have the ball, so they can uh, they can score if they don't have the ball. Um, extend our, uh, our, our um, um, moments in the game uh, that we are really dominant, and if we do that and keep the ball good, uh, defend maybe yeah, as a team a little uh, smarter. I think we have a good chance to win and um, have our first win in the competition because um, yeah, we're waiting for that. Uh, yourself and Tom have had three games together now at the defensive midfield position and you're starting to form a good partnership. What do you think you've gotten mm-hmm. right so far and what do you think you need to keep on working on to, to improve? Uh, I think we have to dominate more uh, more time on the ball. Um, 
it's not that that it's not going good uh, at the moment, but um, I think we can improve uh, with that, be more dominant and and lead the team maybe a little more. Um, of course, it's it's nice to have a fellow Dutchman in the midfield. You can talk in uh, in Dutch sometimes, but I think most of the times we speak English because uh, that's more easy now. And uh, we're looking at each other and uh, are you talking English to me or whatever? What are you, what are you doing? So that's a, that's a fun thing. And um, uh, we can get along uh, very good with each other. Uh, uh, we know each other from uh, from Holland already. Not that good, but um, um, yeah, it's good good to have him here and, uh, and 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 on the squad because I think he's a quality player on the ball. He's really good, and um, it's good to have him next to me in the field. Okay, moving away from the football side of things, do you keep your sauce when you store your sauce at home? Do you keep it in the fridge or in the cupboard? <laughs> I don't know what's the difference in the fridge or the the what? In the fridge or in the cupboard, the pantry. Fridge. Fridge. Good man. Good work. <laughs> Good luck, yeah. You need to do that in Australia. <laughs> yeah, you need to keep the sauce cold in summer for sure. Yes. I was starting to like yeah, it. Yeah, for well. sure. Yeah. Well, I'm oh, lucky I answered the question really good then. Right. <laughs> These are the important questions, of course. A serious question. <laughs> a, I don't know really, if you understand really this question. one or not. Here it comes. Ready? Do yeah, you, I'm ready. Do you scrunch or fold? Scrunch or fold? No, I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you visit the bathroom and you finished your yeah. business with the ah, paper... Fold. I know. I know, I know. I understand it now. I fold. Yeah, you I fold. fold. Oh, another folder. Boise's nearly alone. Another bloody folder. We love hey, you, Vaughn. Leave us folders alone, mate. There's about, it's about, it's about 95% folders and there's 5% weirdos. Hey, we know what we're doing. <laughs> Paolo will be very happy with your folding. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell him tomorrow. <laughs> but don't don't feel bad because uh, Mike Charlesworth didn't understand the question and neither, and he, did, neither did Roy. And he refused to answer it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I answered. Nice yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us this week, Brahma Bull. We appreciate it. <laughs> no Have you ever gotten that before, Brahma Bull? No, never. Well, we have now. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Good experience, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time for Spoff. <laughs> What's Spoff? Spoff. It is stuff people wrote on Facebook. What the Spoff are you talking about? So, um, this isn't really stupid things, is it? No. It's no. just stuff people wrote that we liked to read. Some might be a bit stupid. Yes, some. Can someone please tell me why they got Ben Kennedy if they're not going to use him? That's what a reserve keeper is for. So, Do you think Philip Laws wanted us to use him? I don't think Philip Laws wanted to use, use his name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask. Once it's on Facebook, mate. Spoff. <laughs> Barrow is the problem. A captain should know what muck up means. Brahma for captain. Mm. If anyone other than Barrow was going to be captain, I'd say RDA. Absolutely. 
Ferrari. <laughs> Shut up, Aaron. <laughs> but um, no, I'm pretty sure he does know what markup means. It's just they've got other issues going on. We should have asked as, him as the other we week. <laughs> we should have asked him. Why don't you mark up properly, mate? What about this one? Yeah, yeah, Ocon. This Ocon, that. He will lead this team straight to the trophy again. The spoon. <laughs> hmm. Give him a few more games than three. Oh, this is my favourite one. So glad I didn't get my hopes up this season. <laughs> <laughs> Same. The life of a Mariners fan right there. <laughs> Is it true that our guys road trip to Perth? Is that why it was a 40-hour day yesterday? <laughs> that's, a, even... that's a bloody long drive <laughs> across a Nullarbor. It's three days. That's a bloody, <laughs> that's a bloody long day, a 40-hour day, too. Just short of two days, so that was a bloody... It's a very fast bus. I think someone mentioned it take, takes 42 hours if you don't stop. <laughs> so, so Wow. The, the bus is speeding straight mm. across. Maybe it was a bus from speed. <laughs> Maybe it was a Back to the Future bus. Bring back Arnie or McKinna. What for? No, no, that's just <laughs> what this person has suggested. Okay. Well, well, I think they're both a bit busy at the moment. It's, it's probably more likely that I'm signed, so... I'd Have you signed? It's more likely that I get signed as a player. That'll produce some spoff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, this was after um, it was sort of revealed that apparently someone spoke to Ocon. Agree 100%. You wonder where Ocon loyalty lies? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Not happy, and obviously contracts mean nothing in the A-League. I love when people get so angry over weird rumours that only one source is reported on. Yes. Anyway. Did you say percentage sign? Not happy. No, I didn't. Sorry. I, I think you can say not happy, Jan. Oh, I missed all the exclamation marks up here. Oh, anyway. Last one was someone saying ripped off and I, uh, I asked them how. And he said offside, but I'm struggling to think what offside he's talking about because they got six of them. <laughs> And the other ones led to goal-scoring opportunities. Well, so. obviously, if Taggart is about three steps behind the defender, it's offside. You've got to give us some leeway with our high line. Anyway, um, I found another one. <laughs> Go on. Just going through. Here comes some random uh, spoff. <laughs> <laughs> Get it out, Moisey. I've cut my fingertip off, and watching the Mariners is more painful than reattaching it and getting the stitches out. Just, just one fingertip. That's rough, Naomi. That's just enough, say, that's just say the name at the end. For this week, surely. <laughs> Hashtag YTS. Yeah, the spoff. That's <laughs> 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 uh, quick preview time. Friday, City, Perth. Um, City in the Sydney. form of Mary. Sydney. Sydney, not Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Perth travelling. Sydney. Yeah. I'm just going to say ready, so it's going to cost them. I hope you guys don't have a run. Um, Saturday night, Wellington, Brisbane. 
Got to tip Wellington. They do, yeah, you know, like, a decent performance and it, and with a result at, at the end of that. As well. I thought yeah. this was going to be the Spoon Derby, but I don't, don't think Wellington will be that far down come the end of the season. So I think they'll 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 get up for sure. Wellington, hundred percent. Adelaide City. It's a tough one to call this one. That is, I reckon. Two the two, two teams. teams in form. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go draw. Yeah, me too. So am I. I'm going to go City because I'm pretty sure they're going to be missing. They're obviously missing Regan at the moment, and they're going to be missing Gulam as well. So they're two centre backs. Yeah, oh, we forgot to mention that, but Gulam got Gorm. a punctured punctured lung. Mm. Yeah. Good on the referee for uh, managing the Adelaide game on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Telling him to get up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, Sunday the Scum play the Western Scum. <laughs> the Scum Derby. I'm going to sit on the fence on this one and say draw. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon Wanderers can get up here. Mm. They're improving, and mm. um, Newcastle, it'll be interesting to see how they react to last week's um, injury to their key players. So. And we've got to remember Wanderers play tonight. It's a Tuesday with the FFA Cup semi-final, so I guess that sort of comes into it. So Jets, unfortunately to say, are in decent form. So, yeah, I'm, I'll stick with the draw. Yeah, I'm draw. And last of all, Sunday night, 7pm, Mariners victory. Oh, victory did, looking like they might be missing Berisha. Why did FFA give us a Sunday night game at 7 o'clock? Shut up, Josh. It's good. I love it. It, it, it is good, but the crowd is just going to be bad. Plus, they're trolling us yeah, with you know this what? Berisha thing. I'd rather be in a stadium when the sun's down than Agreed. Agreed. I agree with everything you say. 37 degree heat. But the Sunday 7pm is definitely a crowd killer. Mm. Even though it is good for the players and fans, well, the, it's probably part the game of the plan be for FFA. For it. It's a catch twenty two, isn't it? It's good for the players and the fans because it's cool, but then you'll have people with the family saying it's too late, it's too late. I can't take little Johnny because it's past his bedtime. This guy's name is Josh Howe. If you want to write <laughs> in a complaint to him, it's Josh Howe. <laughs> Most people already said that about the draw when they my saw adre- my my address is blah 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 blah. If you want to send mail, I I all I got to say is after the first three rounds watching. Victory, I hope the boys have got two shin pads on every shin. And hope, yeah. I hope the silver sort of like straps up his all of his legs. Yeah, just go full, full mummy. Just I, go full mummy. I'm hoping we don't get a first-time ref again because we're going to need it yeah. against... Someone, somebody needs to just start giving them cards here and there. Give them all on. of the cheese. Yeah, they've gotten away with that much the first three rounds. And I mean, refs, how, how like, William refs stayed on scared. the field after that? Yeah, like pushing over two players. What was it yeah. like? He like dragged Isaias's arm out of his socket. Yeah, like they were just complete grubs again in, in the Adelaide game the other day, and it's like referees are just scared of punishing anyone that plays for Melbourne or anyone to do with musket. It's because they know musket's going to chew them out after the game. Mm. I mean, they've they've got too many. I think we've done that on this show before, but it's probably best if we don't do it again. They've got too many big heads in that side to do anything good this season, I think. They're they're not playing that great. I think we look much better with the ball than what they do. I refuse to tip us, though, because I keep tipping us, and that has not gone well. I've tipped us. (laughs) So victory to win by five, Mara? that's a draw. Okay. But I might go on a limb and say we can finish ahead of victory. Should I do that? (laughs) It went well for me the last (laughs) time, didn't it? I'll tell you what, I cannot (laughs) wait to see the big screen. I I wasn't there the first round, so this is going to be my first... Are uh, you serious? It's not very big. Yeah, they can put... I'm excited, Josh. 
the big small screen. Yeah, I was going to say. I can sense the sarcasm in your voice from over here. They could put that those two screens and another two screens with them and still have half of one of Sydney screens. Do you reckon they're going to spray paint the brown patches on the field? <laughs> I'm hoping that they're going to get rid of some of the brown patches. I mean, the budget surely, you know, is not that dire. I mean, obviously we've been reducing it because the pitch looked awful, but I'm hoping that uh, not only will the screen be worthy, but so will the pitch for a change. There's no doubt the last home game, the pitch had an impact on the game. It was bumpy and dry. And The yeah. couple of times I've been past, it does look a bit better. Yeah, and I don't, I don't doubt that they it will improve as we get through. Uh, into we've the had summer. three weeks to deal with it, so... Well, if my back lawn's any indication, it should be in good nick. Because it was terrible. It was dry, just like it was dog, on the, f- in the first round. <laughs> well, there's a bit of that too, well, but most of that's down the back. But no, it's green at the moment because we've had the right conditions for it. And I think if you can't go grow grass under these conditions, then we need a new maintenance crew. And that's it for this week. Uh, thank you, Sidelines. Thank you, Ball Boys. Thank you, everyone. Um, we'll be back next week.